Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. This letter uh, was written to the church in Ephesus. It was written uh, by the Apostle Paul while he was in prison in Rome around 64 A.D. And the city of Ephesus, if you think about you know, who was it written to? Well, it was a city of about 300,000, so I think it's about the same size as Boise or so, except for it was a little bit different. Uh, they had a temple of Diana. It was one of the seven wonders of the world, and they believed that Zeus threw down this black rock, which is probably a meteorite or something like that, and they made a statue of Diana out of it, and it was a multi-breasted uh, goddess with 30 breasts, and they believed that, uh, that nurturing life nurturing come off these breasts or whatever and so they put this big thing in the middle of their city and uh so they believe that god sent them that stone and so they built the temple of diana paul was there for three years and he influenced the city in such a way christianity influenced the city that uh the the silversmiths who made little idols to a diana uh people stopped buying them because people got saved and people stopped worshiping pagan gods. They stopped buying the idols. So these silversmiths, their union got upset, and so they kind of had a riot and wanted to, you know, kill the Apostle Paul. And so that's kind of the background for the church in Ephesus where he's writing this letter. So let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus uh, and faithful in Christ Jesus. So it's written to the saints in Ephesus. Now, I don't know, uh, have you ever seen a saint right? Uh, You're like, who's a saint? Well, the Bible teaches that every Christian is a saint in the eyes of God. Now, the word saint means, it comes from the Greek word word hagios, which means to be pure, morally blameless. Uh, It's related to being sanctified, set apart, right? And so uh, it's this idea of being set apart for God's purpose, set apart from unholy things of the world, from the, you know, temple of, you know, Diana, and, and sanctified, set apart for the purposes of God. So when you think about a saint who is a saint, sometimes you hear a, a pastor say, you know, all you saints or whatever. And so really the Bible teaches that anybody who has put their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation is a saint. In Philippians 3.9 it says, not having my own righteousness. So it's not because we're righteous and pure, but it's because of what Jesus Christ has done. And Philippians 3.9 says, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. So we are saints, not because we're righteous and pure, but because Jesus accounts to us righteousness through faith in him. And we talked about that before. So he goes on to say, to the saints who are in Ephesus uh, and faithful in Christ Jesus. And so uh, when he said uh, to the faithful in Christ Jesus, now that includes all of us, right? Because if you are a believer, right, then you can take this letter to the Ephesians to heart. You can say, hey, this is to me. It's to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So uh, this is a personal letter from the Apostle Paul to you and me. So it goes on in verse 2. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, 
uh, you probably heard that term, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I heard someone say that uh, people think that kind of, you know, that's his name, you know, Lord Jesus Christ. But really, Lord is the word kurios in the Greek. It means supreme authority, God. Jesus was his name from the Hebrew word uh, Yeshua, uh, or jo- we get the word Joshua. And then Christ in the Greek is uh, Christos or uh, Messiah. So he is the Savior of the world. And so he is uh, the Lord, his name is Jesus, and his title is Christ. He's the Savior of the world. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, I love this because Paul is writing from prison. And, and look, I mean, his perspective in verse 3. He's in prison in Rome, and he got arrested for preaching the gospel. He's unjustly arrested, but he's looking for good things to think about, right? I mean, even though he's prison, he's saying, look, blessed be uh, who's blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So Paul is choosing to set his mind on things to be thankful for, even though his circumstances are bad, right? I mean, he's in prison. And I think this is a principle that we learn in the Bible that all of us need to develop in our lives, that wherever you're at, you want to look at the good, right? I always try to look at the good. When my family members are around, whatever it is, I try to look at the good, no matter what happens, right? I mean, if someone gets sick, I'm like, well, look, you get the day off. I mean, you know, I try to look at the good. (laughs) You wrecked your car. What? You're going to get a new one. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, but spiritual blessings that we have in Christ are different than the blessings that people might think about. In fact, they're not dependent on how we feel. They're not dependent on what we don't have or what we do have. They're not dependent on whether uh, I'm in a trial. They're not dependent upon being on a mountaintop or in the valley. Some of these spiritual blessings we're going to look at tonight, election, predestination, redemption, revelation. And so God has blessed you with many spiritual blessings. And sometimes maybe because of some faulty teaching in the church, but sometimes when we read about blessings from God in the Bible, we think it means cash, <laughs> right? We think it, it's directly connected to a bank account, but, but in, in the spiritual realm, money isn't the most important thing, right? And, and so he goes on to say in verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Now, I love this because I've often thought it's a good thing that God chose me before the foundation of the world because if he would have saw me when I lived in California as a young adult, he probably wouldn't have chose me, right? So uh, that's a joke. But uh, God chose you before the foundation of the world. Now, have you thought about that before? That, that God knew about you before you were born. The Bible says that, that God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And Jesus said in John 15, 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained that you should be my disciple and that you should bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Now, someone might say, well, what if he didn't choose me, you know? Because <clears throat> you say, well, he knew from the beginning, right? Well, here's what I would say. If you're here tonight and you say, well, what if God didn't choose me? Well, I would say, pray, invite Jesus into your heart as his Lord and Savior, as your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. Say, Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. And then he chose you. And then you say, well, what if I don't want to be a Christian? Well, then he didn't choose you. Well, that's not fair. Well, then invite him into your life. Well, I don't want to. Well, then he didn't choose you. Right? <laughs> it's like, right? Ask him into your life, right? And so, uh, so when you think about that, some people get caught up with, well, how does he know what choice I'm going to make? Well, I don't know exactly how to explain how God knew before the foundation of the earth what choices you would make, but I do know this, that I watched a football game yesterday. Uh, I watched the University of Colorado football game. 
because I'm kind of intrigued with Deion Sanders. So I watched the football game because, you know, Deion's a Christian and, and his family's a Christian. And uh, now I watched the game yesterday, but it was played on Saturday. Now, as I'm watching it, my wife asked me, is this game from the weekend? Because she already knew. And I was like, yes. It's like, and you're watching it? Yes. So I knew who was going to win before I watched it, right? I watched it. And because I knew who was going to win the game, did that affect Coach Dion's play calling on Tuesday when I watched it? No. The game had already been played, right? Just because I knew what was going to happen doesn't mean that I affected anything in the game, right? I'm watching the game. So what we have to understand as Christians is that God is outside of time. And I'm not an expert in quantum physics, but you realize that time is connected to space and matter and distance. So when you get outside of the physical realm, there is no time. So God knows the beginning from the end. And uh, I knew the end of the football game yesterday, not, but, uh, but that's kind of the best illustration I have. But here's the thing. He gives us free will to choose him. Now, some people are like, well, well, if he knows what we're going to choose, how can that be free? Well, just because I knew the end of the football game doesn't mean I changed the coach for Nebraska's play calls, which were terrible, or Dion's <laughs> calls, right? I mean, because I knew what was going to happen doesn't affect it. Now, in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if you believe in him, you can have everlasting life. So, and notice it says, whoever. Now, who does that include? Whoever, right? And then John 3.18 says, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So he gives us free will to choose. And you say, well, that's not fair. If I choose not to choose him, then I was predestined to not have salvation. Well, yeah, but I just say choose him, and then you're not. Right? you got to think it through, right? So, but here's the thing. The point of it is that God holds us responsible for our choices. Now, this is, it seems like a uniquely biblical idea because our society is kind of pushing this, your choices, you're not responsible for your choices, right? If uh, I just heard that in one of the states, I think it's New York, they're suing Hyundai and Kia because they didn't have good enough anti-theft protection on their cars. And on TikTok, somebody went on there and told everybody how to steal Kias and Hyundais. And so the criminals are stealing these cars and they're suing the car maker and not putting the criminals in jail. And so it's because their theory is that they're not responsible for their actions. Now, the Bible teaches that we're responsible for our actions. So you're responsible for your salvation. If you want to end up in heaven where there's no more pain and sorrow throughout eternity, you know whose responsibility it is? Pastor Bob's? No, it's yours, right? So you get to choose. And uh, now, I have no problem with that concept. Uh, it makes sense to me that God only wants people in heaven who want to be there, right? Could you imagine if there were people in heaven who were up there, like, hanging out behind the throne of God, smoking cigarettes? <sighs> When's the worship going to be over? <sighs> they have any better songs? I mean, like, wow, what a drag that would be, right? So God doesn't want anybody up there who doesn't want to be there. So that's easy for you to understand, right? That Nobody wants to marry somebody who doesn't love them, right? I mean, who would want to marry somebody who doesn't love them? Uh, imagine that someone just said, hey, how much money do you make? Oh, that's enough. I'll marry you because then I get your money. I mean, right? So God doesn't want people in heaven where, okay, what are you going to give me? Oh, no more pain, no more sorrow, eternal life. Okay, I don't like you, but I'll take that. I'm coming. No, you have to choose to say, I want to have a relationship with God. I want to live in heaven. Uh, so verse 4, he goes on to say, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So 
This speaks about what God's plan is for our lives, right? He knew you. He chose you before the foundation. And the fact that God chose you before the foundation of the world should never cause you to think, well, God knows and he cho- I wanted to be in heaven. God knows I love him so I can live in sin. No, he's saying that he chose us for the foundation of the world that we should live a holy life without blame before him, right? So we need to pray that the Lord changes us, that we would hate sin and love God. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day.